Welcome to Keep the Republic with Dr. Daniel Bobinski, editor of True Idaho News. Keep the Republic is brought to you by the Political Action Committee Conservatives of Picture Perfect Window Cleaning, Michael Hahn of Fathom Realty, and ThinkExodus.org. And now, here's Daniel. Well, good morning, and this is a good morning. This is Daniel Bobinski here on Keep the Republic. Thank you so much for tuning in. We've got an interesting show for you today, talking about some local Idaho issues as well as some national issues. Special guest today on the show is Tom Munns from the John Birch Society. Tom's always got great insights. We're going to be looking forward to hearing what he has to say on these things. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to a couple of our sponsors like the Exodus Institute. If you're thinking about getting your children out of schools where there are woke indoctrinations being forced upon them, check out thinkexodus.org. It's a fully accredited K-12 online school. Your students are taught by experienced, credentialed teachers with Christian values, no political agendas. And if you're already homeschooling, they have a supplemental program for kids in 5th through 12th grade on-demand video. They do all the teaching. They do all the grading. Only 20 bucks a month, and you can cancel anytime. Again, that's thinkexodus.org. Also, with this being springtime, if you want to get the best views into your backyard to see the beautiful spring days, you're going to want those windows clean. So call Picture Perfect Window Cleaning. You can find them at windowcleaningboise.com. And they do more than window cleaning. They also do gutter cleaning, pressure washing, and screen repair. Tom Lopak is the owner, and you tell him that you heard about it on the Keep the Republic show, you're going to get $50 off any window cleaning job over $250 or 10% off your total bill, whichever is greater. They do both business and residential, windowcleaningboise.com. As I said, today's guest is Tom Munns from the John Bird Society. Tom, welcome back to the Keep the Republic show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, it's a pleasure to have you back. You're always got great insights, and I love having you on. There's just so much to talk about in society today. One of the things that's happening in Idaho, let's, let's start off with some Idaho news. One of the things that's happening in Idaho is this lawsuit against Ammon Bundy. Now, the media is doing a really good job of trying to smear him in every possible way. And if anybody watches Channel 7 News, you know, that, that's what they want to do is just smear the man. And yet here's a guy who came in to, I really look at it and say, help save this baby, baby Cyrus, from being sucked into the system. What have you heard about this? Well, I've been following the story as closely as I can. And along with everything else, you know, depending on where your focus is, is you, you put either more focus or less focus on a particular issue at any hour or any minute in any uh, particular time of day. I've been following Ammon. Ammon and Lisa are, I'm proud to say that they are family friends of ours. I, I will tell you, however, though, as most people know me, I will call a spade a spade. So if my friends are screwing up or they're doing things differently than I would, I have no problem telling them that, at least to provide perspective, because after all, that's really what we're about, whether it's a podcast or whether we're out in public. It's important that people are challenged on the way that they think and the way that they feel and what they see. And so Ammon has been in a very interesting situation. It was probably best summarized for people that are considering the issue is the people that know him and that have met him and know his family love him. 
the people that listen to the media that don't know him, you know, they are on the fence about him, or as you can understand, mostly negative toward him because they don't understand him. The other part of that is, is some of the things that he's doing are absolutely brilliant. And he's challenging our system to a degree that I don't know that anybody else in the country, and I'm sure there are, but I mean, anybody that that I can see uh, is challenging it to such an extreme level that the government now is chasing their tail because they're not sure how they're going to deal with this issue. And I have to commend him for that. I really do. You know, he's truly willing to be able to go as far as it takes. You know, he said the other day in a video that he's willing to be able to give up everything that he has just basically so he could have his freedom. And he's truly challenging the system. And, you know, he's a self-made guy. The guy could be off doing his own thing, but what is he doing? He's fighting for people for Idaho, and he's exposing the corruption in the system. And the one thing that you see with Ammon and Diego is that they're allies, they're friends, they're relentless in their pursuit of the truth. And Diego and Ammon will not usually, well, I've never known them to speak without dotting their I's and crossing their T's. So what's happening in Idaho is amazing. So what's happening with this lawsuit? I mean, my understanding is that St. Luke's is pretty upset that Ammon Bundy caused them to lose business. This is their their stance, correct? Yes, that's true. And so they're suing him for this. I don't think that case holds any water whatsoever. I think my perspective on this is it is purely a political move to take out Ammon Bundy. When you go back and look at the ads, the TV ads that were created by the Bundy campaign when he was running for governor, he did a really good job of pointing out all the foibles of our alleged Republican governor and how he was lying to us and how he was not following the Constitution. And I think this is just my gut level understanding of it. I think this is very politically motivated. What's your take? I think it's totally politically motivated. And I think that there are so many things at stake here that people are, you know, people can look at it from a multitude of perspectives. One, they can say, well, it's just the government against Ammon Bundy or the government against Diego and Ammon or, you know, the government against whoever. But really what it is, it's a battle for truth. It's a battle for our republic. It's a battle of the restoration. Well, we have to expose the uh, corruption for sure. But not only does it not do well for the Republican establishment because of what happened and what they've openly said in this last election cycle and the political accusations they've had. I mean, they even had Sheriff Ozzie come out last year to speak to 500 people in eastern Idaho, where he basically came out and said that we have a formidable enemy among us and it's right-wing extremism like groups like the john burr society and you could see that it was totally political because here he is as the chief law enforcement officer for spokane county speaking at a gop meeting um, calling us criminals in a political environment and and to me you know that's just the way that i saw that and so the other thing to consider though is there's much deeper connections here than most people are aware of and i think i told you that a little bit off the air you know there there's a big plan that's in play one of the plans in order to be able to advance where they want america to go is to circumvent our constitution by empowering corporations because corporations are in the name of free market capitalism are, is the only way to circumvent our constitution the other thing that they're not really aware of is that these healthcare industries, they are 
to some degree, taxpayer subsidized, number one. But number two, in order to control people the way they need to be controlled, you need to not only control the narrative, which we clearly see, but we have to be able to control their health. We want to be able to control what they eat. We want to be able to control the kind of health care they have. And this is part of the advancements of what's going on. And this is also why, you know, you go into a deep dive on what the NIH has been involved. And then we go into COVID and, and Fauci and, you know, and the deception and the corruption there too. I hate to say this because I don't, if people are not ready for me to say this, I don't want to say this, but there's a globalist component that is entering in to Idaho and I see it as clear as I do the sunshine during the day. Yeah. And this is why I don't call myself a conspiracy theorist. I'm a conspiracy factualist. Amen. I'm a conspiracy dot connector. Uh-huh. Just look at what happened in the news, right? This is not a theory. Anybody can go back and watch these videos of Bill Gates telling us that uh, as soon as COVID hit, he's on TV, he's being interviewed saying, yes, there's going to be a digital passport that you're going to have on your phone. And you're not going to be able to go to sporting events or anything until you have this digital passport that shows you've been vaccinated. He was saying that right away. Mm-hmm. Nobody paid much attention to it. Well, I did. Mm-hmm. Because I know Bill Gates is like a giddy little kid who can't keep secrets. Right. <laughs> and you have the, the World Health Organization and the World Economic Forum, and they are planning You know, I've been an executive coach for over three decades. I know that leaders don't just sit around and react to situations. They plan. They put plans in place. And then they enact those plans through the help of whoever they can get to help. And that's exactly what's happening at the global level. And a lot of folks don't realize this. So when you say this is happening in Idaho, I totally agree. Our governor is an active member of the National Governors Association. Most folks don't know that the National Governors Association has a relationship. In fact, a signed agreement with the World Economic Forum. What are they doing? They're using 50 people, 50 governors to make changes in the United States. That's how you control a country. And that's what they're doing. And it's brilliant. I mean, so, you know, in the UN and all throughout the documents, and I read the original source documents for Agenda 21, as well as reading two of Klaus Schwab's books that were really difficult for me to read, as you can only imagine, but they clearly articulate all of these things, but they do it in such a general way. It leaves some room for ambiguity, which is really funny. But the interesting thing that they talk about is NGOs, these non-governmental organizations that are crafting policy advancing this global agenda behind closed doors. I mean, we have Allen and company that's coming in, uh, I think it's July 6th through 10th. Um, I went there a couple of years ago and met all the CNN and MSNBC, um, um, you know, vultures and stuff like that as they were trying to get in and get a word edgewise. But, you know, this is really scary. Sun Valley, you know, you talk to the citizens in Sun Valley and they're like, oh yeah, this is really great for our economy. And, you know, most of those people that are left of us somewhat... (laughs) (laughs) They love the idea that the top 1% gets to descend upon Sun Valley every single year. And we know that these organizations are all globalist organizations. You know, you've got Facebook and you've got Amazon and you've got all of these people that are there. Like you said, 
like you said, they're not there to just react to situations. They're there planning. I mean, what do you think the G7 is doing and and the summit in Sharm el-Sheikh and all of these kinds of things that are going on around the world? They're crafting globalist policy to not only circumvent Congress, although they have the support of Congress, but circumventing state legislatures that are mostly ignorant of what's going on, but the NGOs are not, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're going through the commissioners, they're implementing comprehensive plans, and then they're moving right into the school district because communists know better than anybody else that um, they don't care who has the money, just take care of the children. And this is why we're here. We are here to educate, hopefully, and share information with people so that they can become more involved at the local level to establish relationships with their elected officials. This past legislative session where some very good examples occurred of why we need to have strong relationships with our elected officials. We had some newbies, some freshman legislators who came in and said, hey, I'm a conservative. And then, you know, some bills came down that were advocated by the governor. And some of these legislators were originally against those pieces of legislation And what happens? The governor calls that person up to his office and talks with them. And the next thing you know, the legislator has flipped and he's now supporting the bill, even though the bill is against everything that we would look at from a constitutional perspective and say, good, it's not good. And and so we have to have these relationships with our elected officials so that we can also have their ear and say, wait a minute, I know the governor is saying this and he's promising you that, but what about the principles? John Bird Society has always focused on this, and I try to focus on it as well. As I've been active in this state for, I don't know, almost 20 years or whatever, I've been with the JBS for nine, but some of the things are really glaring to me. And that is when I first started, I was very ignorant. I mean, I didn't really know anything. Well, I didn't know anything. And then it wasn't until I started getting involved with the groups and started reading a lot and started trying to put all the pieces together. My periphery would widen to such a degree that it actually was it was scary for me to have to admit that I have, was experiencing all of this. You know, some of the things that I see, I feel like I can see that nobody else can see relating to the topic that you were talking about. You know, here we have we have a ton of people. Their idea of activism is I want to be a part of the Republican Party because we're going to go ahead and restore liberty. And I'm like, OK, well, I mean, restoring, you know, good legislators is great, but they forget some of the basic principles. And that is that our founders had said that we have the government we deserve. If we have the government we deserve, it's it's kind of like the government's kind of like a child. If the child is not disciplined along the way and kept in check to become a good person, it becomes completely unruly. And then what happens over time, once they age, is there is a point in time where their unruliness cannot be reversed. And I think that's what we're experiencing today with our government. And a classic example of this was a bill that had passed since you mentioned it by somebody that was brought into our our legislative district that was allegedly a liberty candidate that I think, if I remember right, there was a call by Mayor McLean. She wanted to create an abortion sanctuary city for Boise. And so I think one of the legislators had a really good idea. And he said, you know what? I think what we're going to do is the Idaho legislature is going to pass a law that says any county or you know subdivision that does not adhere to the Idaho statutes uh, or you know adheres to the laws of the state of Idaho is going to have their taxes. And I thought, oh, 
my gosh. And here it is. You know, people are like, people that don't know better, they're like, oh, I totally get that. Seems like really good. I mean, who wouldn't obey the law? Well, first of all, when you look at the word, the verbiage, the law is any executive order, any policy created by any unelected bureaucracy, and so on and so forth. In addition, some of the laws that are created by the state legislatures, because these people that are voted in that are either ignorant or politically driven, are creating and passing laws that are clearly unconstitutional anyway. And so now what happens is it neuters the the separation of powers between, you know, the power of the sheriff of the county and puts him in direct conflict with the state. What bothers me, Tom, is that we have people who get elected who don't know about the Constitution, sheriffs and representatives and state senators. These people, they run for office, they get elected and they don't understand the Constitution. And yet they swear an oath to support it. By the way, if you're just tuning in, we are talking with Tom Munns of the John Birch Society. And I want to give a shout out also to a couple more of our sponsors on this show, Michael Hahn with Fathom Realty. Whether you're a buyer or a seller, you can be confident Mike's going to have your best interest in mind and represent you with integrity. Mike's been doing this since 2005. He holds multiple specialist designations with the Realtors Institute. And if you're selling He's going to help you prepare your property so that it appeals to the broadest market of buyers and help you get the best price the market will bear. And if you're buying, Mike's going to help you find the property that meets your needs. You can reach Michael Hahn at IdahoInvestmentProperties.com. That's IdahoInvestmentProperties.com. Also want to give a shout out to Conservatives of. They've been a sponsor of this show since the beginning. Conservatives of is a political action committee that helps get constitutionally minded Christians elected to office and support constitutionally minded bills. That's the idea that we should have as Americans. And conservatives of does that. They work with people to make that happen. And they operate just like any other PAC by donations. Please go to conservativesof.com and make a small donation. And while you're there, Say, hey, thanks for sponsoring the Keep the Republic show on KBXL. Well, Tom, as we've been talking about some of the national stuff and the local stuff, one of the other things that happened recently is this guy got arrested for, well, he was charged with rape. He was a teacher and a basketball coach at a junior high school in Boise, charged with sexual battery of a minor child. And we have this op-ed over at True Idaho News, and I would strongly recommend people go over to trueidahonews.com. You can subscribe there, totally free to do. The chair of the Republican Party, Dorothy Moon, wrote an op-ed on this topic where she says that the LGBTQ plus agenda is actually providing a cover for these predators. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> How much time do you have? <laughs> uh, well, I'd like to start by saying, you know, I got involved. I went to a gay pride parade in 2009. I was politically involved uh, back several years before that. And what was evident to me at that time was when they were telling me that, and this is when I figured I started putting things together. They said, you know, all we want is equal rights so that we can expand the, the whole thing about marriage. And that's really all we want. And I thought, if that camel has a really, really big nose and it's putting its nose under a really big tent, well, here we are now, you know, 20 years later or whatever it is. And now all of a sudden we've got 4,500 new agendas. We've got all of these things going on. But, you know, ultimately my position on the issue is this. I don't know if you ever saw this um, for the Christians listening right now. You're going to have to guard your heart. You're going to have to guard your soul. But if you go to YouTube and you watch a video called the Kinsey Syndrome, 
you learn about a man named Alfred Kinsey. And the reason why you have to guard your soul is because it's going to make it very, very difficult for you to sleep for a long time when you understand exactly what's going on, uh, what Kinsey's plan was with our children. Then you look at Horace Mann and John Dewey, the founding fathers for public education, and what people don't really realize is that their whole point of, of creating the education system from everything that I have read is to do exactly what it's doing right now, to be able to not only abolish the traditional family, get people away from their foundational beliefs in Christ, but to be able to make these people wards of the state. Additionally, in, in part of destroying that traditional family, if they can't have children, then that's aiding in that whole scenario. And so the corruption of children, the demoralization of our culture, you know, the state's involvement in the traditional family, then you start going down the rabbit hole into the healthcare issues and forced vaccines and the rest of it. It's very clear to me that this is all intentional. And the irony here is all while people are complaining about the LGBT that is clearly seen in the schools now with gender identity and dysphoria and having to choose their own genders and stuff. And many Christians are still putting their kids back in that school. And I realized why. And I had spoken to a friend of mine in Idaho Falls about this. He says, Tom, look, pick two issues, pick taxes and gender dysphoria. He says, which one is more important? I said, oh, that's easy. Gender dysphoria. Anytime we go after our kids, that's a trump card. He said, nope, taxes. And he said, and I said, well, why is that? And he said, because money is the closest thing that people have. The children are not even as close as the value of money because in their view, they still have their kids coming home from school. They don't know what's happening in their mind and what the school is doing to these children. And so I, I look at it a lot like the Second Amendment. People are like, oh, our Second Amendment isn't in danger because I still have the right to carry my pea shooter. It's like, so we, we don't necessarily understand what's going on. Then all of a sudden our kids graduate high school or we have problems with them in school. We grow up, they go to college, and all of a sudden they become Marxists. And all of that groundwork was laid incrementally from the time that they were introduced to the public school system where the government now has become clearly become the parent. Let me just underscore the importance of everything you just said. I've seen so many undercover videos of teachers who say while they're being interviewed that they are advocates for the children. I advocate for the parent, for the child the same way that the parent advocates for the child. Wait a minute. These are the parents' children. These aren't the teachers' children. These, these kids belong to the parents. It's the parent who's the primary stakeholder. And we have teachers now who are being told in their teacher colleges that they are to advocate for the children just the same as the parents do. Well, I'm so glad that the teachers want to advocate for the well-being of my child, but they don't have the right to decide what my child's gender is going to be. I, and I have to say this, you know, to all the Christian families listening here, we have a lot of people who will say, I'm going to send my child to school so that my child can be a missionary in the school system. And I just want to say, I, I really respect that mindset, but I also say, if you do that, you're sending one Christian child into a room of 30 other kids or 20 other kids or however big that schoolroom is, and all that peer pressure is going to wear that child down. The child is not equipped to deal with peer pressure at a young age like that. And as you pointed out, Tom, more often than not, 
We have kids who will leave the church once they get into high school and college because of their teachers advocating for a Marxist mindset. And, you know, it's like anything else. People want to walk into someplace and be acknowledged and be approved of. And so you want to hear those magic words, good job. And if you're a high school kid and you're going to school, you want your teacher, the person, the adult in the room to say, hey, good job in front of all your peers. And if you're advocating for a Christian position and your teacher is an avowed Marxist, there's no way you're going to hear that good job. You're going to get mocked and sidelined. And so what do you do? You start thinking about how do I get some kind of accolades from the teacher? Well, let me go ahead and say this. Oh, good. The teacher now acknowledged me. That teacher is with that student, you know, hours every day, more than the parents are. Well, you know, when we hear things like we're advocates for the kids and people buy along with that, it makes me realize how much people don't understand about history. They really, they don't understand that the two greatest excuses government uses to subjugate its people is in the name of security and for the sake of the children. And so when you start looking at that, you really have to become principled, right, Daniel? I mean, you have to understand the principles of this country, the principles of the faith that you have. And once you understand that, you can easily see any sort of dark encroachment that comes along. The other thing to consider when most people are considering what I'm saying is, most Christians have never heard of the homosexual manifesto, and you you probably have. But the, the first phrase in that is, we will sodomize your children. And the other thing to consider, I thought I would add, is um, a couple of days ago, uh, Bill Gates actually came out and said artificial intelligence is going to be replacing teachers in as little as two years. We have a lot in front of us to consider. And like I said at the top of the show, Tom, I could probably spend Many, many shows talking with you, but unfortunately, I'm looking at the clock and we are out of time. Uh, We have been talking with Tom Munns. And, you know, if you want to hear more of what we're doing here with Keep the Republic, you can go to keeptherepublic.us. We archive our stuff there. We have links to our shows, our TV shows, our radio shows. Be sure to catch the TV shows if you don't already do that. We archive them also on keeptherepublic.us. But we're here to, as the title of the show is, Keep the Republic. And in some cases, Restore the Republic. Uh, Tom Munns, thanks for joining me here on Keep the Republic. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right. With that, this is Dr. Daniel Obinsky saying thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Until then, be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to Keep the Republic, sponsored by Conservatives of Picture Perfect Window Cleaning, Michael Hahn of Fathom Realty, and thinkexodus.org. Also, please pray for our republic and for godly men and women who will work to keep it.